If you've lost your vision, your energy, or your mojo, then this show is for you. Whether it's your health, career, relationships, it's time to reclaim and discover your best life yet. Award-winning journalist and TV host, Gail Guayardo, will touch, move, and inspire you in this entertaining, fast-paced, and informative podcast as Gail has helped thousands of people achieve massive, life-changing transformations. Here's your host, Gail Guayardo. We always hear about the importance of being a donor. Um, I know I'm one. It's on my driver's license. But what about being a donor when you're actually alive? That leads me to my next guest, Michelle Moscardini, who went on a journey to save the life of her best friend. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Gail. Thank you so much for having me today on your podcast. So, Michelle, I think it's so cool because I've heard of living donors, but I've never really actually met anyone that went through the process. The, The podcast is called Your Story, Your Health, Your Best Life. So, First, let's start with the story, the relationship between your friend, who I know is like a sister to you, and how you came um, up with the decision to do this. Well, uh, one of my best friends, um, she happens to live in a different state. I'm in Florida, and she lives in Virginia. Um, She has kidney, or has, yeah, still has kidney disease, and it came to the point where she was gonna have to have a transplant. And so at that point, when I found that out, I just really, I thought about it. I prayed about it. I, I researched it. It wasn't anything I took lightly um, because if, you know, you're removing an organ from your body to give it to somebody else, that's obviously a, a very serious decision and a lifetime commitment. And so I, um, after my investigation and talking to some other people and so forth, I just decided that I was going to talk to her and say, Hey, look, I'm willing to, to get tested to see if I would be a match for you. And you know, if I can help you out. Let's talk about some of the emotional um, aspects of making this decision. I can't imagine that this was an easy decision to make. I mean, you said you prayed about it. You thought about it a lot. It wasn't something that you took lightly, but what are some of the fears that you had going into this? Well, the I guess one of the biggest fears for me just was like, how is this gonna change my life in the future? You know, am I gonna be able to eat the same things, drink the same things? Um, is it gonna cause me not to maybe work out or, you know, is it gonna shorten my lifespan? Um, those type of things, and of course, you know that there's always surgery involved and there's always risks with that. Um, and that was, you know, a whole other thing to research and investigate on what all happens and and the chances of something serious happening, you know, with the surgery part of things. But emotionally, I mean, I just, I just took my time. I mean, I, I really, it, I took a couple months to decide. It wasn't something I decided one day because I wanted to be fully educated and know that I was making the right decision for myself. And, and two, it helps calm those fears that you may have. And it's not just me it was affecting. It was you know, affecting my family too because 
like I, I mean, my husband had to take care of me. We had to drive up to Virginia for the surgery. I had to stay at my parents' house. Um, it, you know, it, it's more involved than just, oh, I'm going to do this and you get it done. Yeah, because a, a lot leads up to this, not to mention the fact that you did this in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So you had to isolate yourself and really take even more precautions than somebody that makes this, you know, life-giving decision would have to do on a regular basis. You did it during a pandemic. Right, because if I had tested positive, like right before surgery, then it, the surgery would be postponed. And at that point too, it's like, it's, it's two people having surgery. It's, um, plus you just want to know you're as healthy as possible too, before going into surgery. But again, like I was traveling up to Richmond, uh, to Virginia and, you know, we had everything kind of planned out. I'm a planner. So it's like, I didn't want to get COVID and have to change things. And so we, um, we were very careful, um, my husband and I both, and that, you know, we really didn't see a lot of people for the weeks leading up to surgery. And because I did have to have a COVID test a couple of days ahead of time. Um, and so did my friend, the recipient. Um, and, you know, obviously we were both negative, thankfully. And <laughs> so it, you know, it, 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 it all worked out. It all worked out. I mean, but yeah, you went through so much testing. I remember because um, I've kind of followed you along a, a, a little bit with this journey. I mean, obviously, I haven't been by your side through the whole thing, but I've talked to you several times prior to doing this podcast, and you really went through a lot of medical hoops to be able to do this for your friend, which is, again, so beautiful. I'm sure a lot of people listening might be thinking to themselves, I don't know if I would have the inner strength to be able to do something like this, the courage. And I know that you are a very spiritual woman. Um, you have a lot of faith, you know, and I, you know, I'm not trying to get religious because everybody has their own belief systems, but did that help guide you along in this journey? Absolutely. I think within, without my faith, I would have been a total wreck. I actually was very at peace with my decision and at peace throughout the entire process of knowing this is what I'm supposed to do. Were there times where I got anxious? Absolutely. Most of those times was when I would talk to the, um, like the coordinator or the surgeon or, you know, you're finding out a bunch of new information. Then that's when I would get nervous. I would pray about it. And then I, I would wake up in the morning and I just, I felt fine. I, I had that strength and that courage back to be able to, to move forward. And um, my joke, it was kind of like, oh, my husband's more anxious about this than me. And I'm the one that's, you know, going through the surgery. But I, I just, yeah, my faith helped me immensely. I, I don't know what I would have done without it. Do you think on that, on that regard, because again, when people hear the word faith, that, that means something different to, anybody that might be listening. Again, it's like whatever higher power that you speak to or that you answer to or that you turn to, um, I, I believe um, is very, very important. And um, just finding that, that guidance. I mean, do you, 
do you apply that to your everyday life? I mean, you applied it obviously to this major decision to go through major surgery to help a young woman that you love like a sister. Do you think that we all, even if someone's out there listening and they're like, you know what, I there's no way I'm ever gonna be a living donor, but just trying to find that light and that guidance and that peace and that solace that you talk about when it comes to making major decisions. Yes, I mean, major decisions, um, minor decisions, everyday life, I, I try to grasp onto my faith. Am I a perfect human being? Absolutely not. Should I do a lot more, uh, study a lot more regarding my faith, that type of thing? Absolutely, but I, I do try to to live what I've been taught and how I was raised and what my beliefs are. And that helps me with any decision I have. So you went through the surgery. Obviously, everything went well because we're having this conversation uh, today. And I, I really do appreciate you coming on um, my nationally syndicated health and lifestyle show Bloom to talk about this. And I really appreciate you coming on for a, like a, a more lengthy conversation because I just found it so fascinating to actually know somebody who's done this. So you went through the surgery, everything went well. Talk to me about the recuperation process. How's that been going? Good. Um, I guess the worst part is that I've been having trouble being energized to uh, work out more than I have been, uh, which I need to really get back into. It's been actually yesterday was six months since surgery. But I mean, I, I felt pretty good very quickly. I mean, I went home from the hospital two days after surgery. I mean, I was walking on my own. Well, they actually, they have you up and walking the same day as the surgery. That night I was walking. Um, and the, I mean, healing, it takes a, a while. You just have to give your, you know, body a chance to, to recuperate and to, and to do that healing, even on the outside, if you feel good. I mean, it's still internally, you're, you've got to rest and, and relax. And, you know, fatigue is a big part of it initially. And, you know, you just, you take lots of naps and, and so forth. But in general, I mean, it, it wasn't too bad. Now, everybody's different. I mean, I, I've read some other stories of, you know, people have things that come up, but I just tried to really take it easy and, you know, for quite a while. And I didn't, and I was very cautious when I did start being able to do more stuff because I didn't want to injure myself in some way. Or, you know, they say you don't work out too hard because you don't want to get a hernia or whatever, because, you, you know, you're cutting through abdominal muscles and, and, and stuff. So you just have to take it a day at a time. And, and like I said, I'm six months and I, you know, I, I forget today that I've even only have one kidney now. <laughs> and so how's your friend doing? She's doing great. Yeah. She, um, I saw her a couple weeks ago. Um, I went up there to visit and she looks phenomenal. She says that she feels really good. Uh, I, I'm not sure that she knew how bad she had been feeling and, you know, until, she got a healthy kidney and um, 
she's even said it's like a super kidney. So <laughs> uh, hopefully my one kidney that's still in me is a super kidney as well. <laughs> but um, I mean, she she's doing really good. I mean, there's always, you know, hiccups on stuff, but it's, she's doing, I don't know that she could do any better than, than how she is doing, honestly. That's really beautiful. So now that it's all said and done and, you know, with the, with the exception of like, because I know you were super athletic and worked out a lot um, and, and that I'm sure will all come back. Um, but how do you feel like just knowing in your heart and your soul that someone's life, their health, um, their future is completely changed because of this decision. I guess it, I could say it could be overwhelming. I mean, I, I know I really help someone out. I don't try to make myself out to be like this huge hero per se. Um, I just know that I was given two kidneys. Fortunately, I was very healthy because as you mentioned before there were lots of tests I had to go through and so because they want to make sure that my longevity would be good to my health and um and so I'm just glad that I was able to do it because in that you know sci um, science has come where they can remove an organ from someone and and give it and obviously humans were made to you know, to be able to potentially do this. It's not saying that everybody needs to go out and do it. It's not right for everybody, but hopefully if you learn more about it, it, it is a possibility for other people. But um, I just, I'm just glad I could, I could help her. I'm sure she is too. Well, Michelle, thank you so much um, for sharing your story. Uh, again, uh, and, and where should people go? Like, where's the main place if you're even thinking about this to educate yourself? Well, you could go to the, I think it's kidney.org. You could look on there and they talk about donors or there's LifeLink is a company or, or organization in Tampa. And they, um, they also, they're connected with Donate Life. You could also look at Donate Life. They're the hospitals like here in Tampa, if, if you're in Tampa listening, Tampa General, I know, does transplants. So if it's something that you really want to pursue, you could look at, you know, try to contact someone there in the donation area to, to see what needs to be done or, and so forth. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Dave. That's it for today's episode of Your Story, Your Health, Your Best Life with Gail Guardo. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value VIP day with Gail herself. Be sure to head on over to your story, your health, your best life podcast.com and pick up a free copy of Gail's gift and join us on the next episode.